0: I shared it with Charles, who immediately just starts picking it apart. Can't say one nice word about it. And I'm like, hey, can we do an episode on this? And you're like, I don't want, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I want to spend a whole episode on this.
1: need a haircut so bad.
0: It's nice, you got nice hair. You got good hair.
1: It's starting it's starting to curl.
0: Yeah, but that's good. I don't know. You're lucky. You're a lucky guy. Why? You got full nice hair. Yeah, genetically yeah.
1: it's going to stay there. Yeah. It's good. Very happy about how that worked out. No. Do you think would you be upset if you started going bald?
0: I mean, I already have a super receding hairline. Um,
1: what do you think is going to happen? You're going to be like...
0: I, I. Apparently, my genetic test—they tell you—and they say there's a very low chance of me balding. But so you're uh, just getting a widow's peak. I mean, I have a huge widow's peak yeah. already. Um, I don't know. This is the nice thing about being married—you don't have to worry about no longer this concerned. Much. I mean, but... no, you're definitely still concerned. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> Gracie wakes it's like up one morning is like, oh god. It's funny because we were actually just talking about this. I'm trying to sell my car right now, yeah. and what I really want, I, I want like a 1991 Toyota Camry. Like, I want a box, like a shitty brown box, like the ugliest car imaginable. Think yeah. of the ugliest car you could possibly imagine. Sure. I want that car.
1: A normie car.
0: Not even a normie car. I'm talking about an literally... old car. Yeah, old normie car. Right. Like, I want, like, the car, like an accountant yeah, normie car is like a Prius. And, yeah, you right. know what I'm talking and about. Now, a pri- now, like, I want, like, a, a box from 1991, like a Camry or just, like, a Nissan, whatever the fuck, or one of these old, weird Azuzu, like, sidekicks. Yeah. I want just like the ugliest possible car. Why? Because I just want to not think... I'm sick of paying these stupid car payments. Yeah. I don't want to go into debt for anything for the rest of my life. Sure. Unless it's starting a business yeah. uh, or buying a house. Um, so I just want to be done with this debt. And my car is worth more than it's... Like I have good positive equity on it. And uh, I want a car that I just never have to worry about. Like I want it to just be there. There, it can people can run into it. It can get dinged. Somebody yeah. just keyed Gracie's car. Who yeah. knows why? And
1: uh, she probably parked in some spot that somebody yeah, thought was right. theirs. Exactly. And,
0: and that's uh, my spot, even though it's not specifically yeah. marked as such. Right. And um, I, yeah, that makes me so mad. We got to like look into that. I think it was probably somebody in our garage. Yeah. Um. Happened at work. What
1: happened at work? Or no, your no, 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 our garage. Oh, okay.
0: Fuck that. And um, anyway, so why were we talking about this?
1: You brought up the car. You you're trying to sell your car.
0: Yeah. Um. But why? We went
1: from balding to car.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, I want one of the shittiest... I want one of these horribly shitty cars. And, in case uh, you go bald so it matches. Well, no. So what I'm saying is it's like all my friends are like, oh, you're lucky you're not single because no girl would like you if you had a 91 Camry. You know? No. And it's, so it is true. It's like, you know, maybe in LA where your car is like a big part of your attractiveness. Like, I guess. Yeah.
1: I used to drive a Suzuki Vitara. Yeah. And Ooh. that's a very like... Yeah, normie, old normie car. Right. It was not a big deal.
0: I got an email, though, this morning. I put it on Craigslist, and I got an email from a guy from White Boy Savage.
1: Yes. What did White Boy
0: Savage White have Boy to Savage say? White Boy Savage said, 11K right now. Send me your address. No BS. Let's go. <laughs> and then it was like Isaiah 12.4 at the bottom. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, I
0: come right over, yeah. White Boy Savage. Can't wait. Yeah, let's just, you know. It's like the funny thing is, it's so bad that if he was an actual scammer, it's like he's probably legit. Yeah, because, he's, I'm yeah, sure he is. Yeah, he's he probably he ready.
1: absolutely has the money and yeah. he's ready to sell, yeah, yeah. and he's so off putting that it just never works. Yeah. He's like, Why can't I get a yeah. fucking car?
0: Yeah, I've got true. the $11,000 ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually like, you know, a very, he's like got a great job. Yeah. He lives in like, a, you know, he's just clueless about yeah. how to email people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of clues about how to email people. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here's
0: our argument. Why don't you episode. describe what happened
1: on, on your end? <laughs> okay. So
0: I created a thing recently called... About. I created a thing, me and a group of friends, created a very cool thing called Collaboration Generator. So it's called co- collabgenerator.com. Collab yeah. C-O-L-L-A-B generator.com. Definitely what is go it? check it out. So in the advertising world, there's a lot of like projects that are kind of self-referential and make fun of a trend that's happening in the advertising industry. right? And there's been this really annoying trend that has been a pervasive marketing thing for about five years now that is just reaching such a ridiculous peak, which is brand partnerships. So their examples are Arizona Tea times Adidas shoe release. And people Mm -hmm. will like wait in line for hours to get these 99-cent shoes that are like a collab between Adidas and Arizona T. So way they tea. wait because they're rare? They're only making a certain amount? And people... This is like an excuse for creativity. It's just like mash these two things together that don't really belong together. Sure. And you have a campaign. Oreo and Supreme just right. did these stupid red Oreos. And um, there's a billion versions of these. Right. And so we made a sort of art project called CollabGenerator.com that just is like a, almost like a, it just makes these collabs for you. Right. Which is kind of a commentary on how uncreative the people who actually make these things are. Yeah, like it's they like go to a meeting and they're like, can we do a collab with Uber? Yeah, like,
1: it's know. like a, it's a spinning thing where these random yeah different brands are paired together with a product.
0: Right. And we wrote about, you know, 200 right. uh, different outcomes, you yeah. know? And, uh, you know, a lot of people really like it. it rose to a top of a subreddit. We're barely leaking it out. Actually, this is it we haven't even officially launched it yet. Right. This is just we're still talking about it. But check it out, collabgenerator.com. And uh um I shared it with Charles <laughs> who immediately just starts picking it apart. <laughs> can't say one nice word about it. And I'm like, Hey, can we do an episode on this? And you're like, I don't want I don't think I wanna do that. I don't think I wanna spend a whole episode on this. Without even looking at it. Uh, <laughs> so it just pissed me off. And I was like, okay, Charles, this is why I don't tell you about these things.
1: Okay. So That's what, not my recollection of how it went okay. exactly. What's your recollection? You uh, mentioned it in you know a list of topics. By the way, little background on the show. Isaac and I generally agree about stuff we're going to talk about. Occasionally, one will be like, eh, I don't really want to talk about that, but we do anyway. Um, but for the purpose of doing an interesting show... It's good that we both are interested in it. That seems to be the best episodes where we both care. You can right. tell when one of us is like, checked out. Right. Um, so that was on your list. And all I said was, I said, I don't really want to, you wanted to have on whoever. Yeah. Peter, so, Peter Magler, former yeah, guest. Former guest.
0: Who, he was one of the guys who wrote this. You, Genius writer. You wanted,
1: you wanted to have somebody on. And I was just like, I don't want to talk about this for an hour. Just being honest. Right. That was the only thing that I said initially. Yeah. Like, I didn't say, we can't do a mini-show, you can't promote it, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, I wasn't like, this is... But you hadn't even seen it. Let's keep that in Right, now. but again, I was just going off what you told me. I was like, okay. I don't want to talk about this for an hour. Now, you could have sold me more. You could have been like, well, actually, it'll be broader. It'll be about these things. We have these crazy examples and blah, yeah, blah, blah. We can turn it into a thing. Because we've done that too, where we've pitched an idea and everyone's like, eh. And we say, no, if we do it this way, yada, yada. But I was just being honest. I was like, I'm not going to want to talk about this for an hour. When we talked about Vandal Press, it certainly wasn't for an hour. And when we have talked about something for an hour, like Dance of the Films, with one of the people, it sucked ass, right? So that's the lesson I learned.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Um, so that was all that I said. And then you were like, you don't even want to see it beforehand? But you had been so cagey about sending it before that I was like, oh, yeah, fine. Like, I don't want to... You were worried about me leaking it. I don't know who I'd send it to.
0: I wasn't worried about you leaking it. I was just saying don't show it to anybody because it's not ready. Right. That's all I was saying. Okay. I was saying it's not done. So then you sent it, and then uh, I don't remember how the conversation
1: progressed. You
0: said absolutely nothing. You chose one of the spins and started criticizing one spin. Right. So, Which I said before, don't criticize it based on the spins because it's <laughs> they're not ready. But if they're not ready, like why? I guess
1: my point that I was trying to make was like, you're sending me this thing that's not ready yet that you want to talk about. And then when I use it, one of the things that I look at, I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: Uh, kind of. So I'm like, how, mean, are we gonna tur-
1: how are we going to turn this conversation into an hour about this thing? Like I didn't understand yeah. what the broader context of it would be. It was I, don't just, I, I don't
0: disagree with that. I, I don't disagree this. with that. I don't disagree. I don't think you're wrong to say this is going to be a boring episode if we talk about just this thing for an hour. Sure. I don't even disagree with that at all. Okay, actually. you're right about that. Well, I think we're we're going to talk about our personality disorders, right? Well, yeah, that feed
1: into this problem. Yeah.
0: Okay. So because we this is a common th- problem, we immediately got into a fight, which was <laughs> like this is immediate. We started, and of course, we're immediately in a I, fight
1: again. I think that what we I, I think that you and I texting is the problem. Yeah, that's I think that true. you and I should only true. communicate
0: not to, in verbal, via yeah. email yeah, yeah, unless it's true.
1: like can you come at this time yeah, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, but yeah, any yeah. like deeper discussion text is not good. Because yeah. both of us have triggers. Yeah. that right. are related to texting cuz you and I never fought via email. We've right. like was all, we've was gone back and forth. It was yes. always I think text. you're right.
0: I think you're very right about that. But here's my but, but Here's my criticism of you, and then you can get into your criticism of Do me. It. And I, we? And I can also diagnose your personality disorder, which is how you set this up. I thought we were... Di- no, yeah, I agree. You. I'm okay. not... Yeah. Um, you, here's what I don't get about you. <laughs> oh, and and I, this is not just you, by the way. This is something I don't get about people in general, but okay. you in particular are somebody that we've fought about this exact thing before. You talk a lot about empathy, right? Empathy. Sure. You have accused me of not having empathy before. You, I episode. would argue, don't have empathy towards dudes. You have emp- you have very strong empathy towards women, and have zero empathy towards guys, <laughs> and that's because of your avoidant personality disorder, ah, which we'll talk about. Okay, but like I've seen your emails to women, like recent emails, like where you're what so, emails to women have you, you seen? You were sending one to one of our listeners recently, and you're so like you you. It was under something that you had sent me, and I read it. It, it you're so nice you're so gracious and like caring and like listening and, and empathetic and saying all the things that you know that like will help them feel comfortable and happy and blah blah blah, blah. and with dudes you're just like i'm going to give you not a goddamn thing i'm not going to give you the slightest bit of like like understanding and it's like when when i'm if you were ever again I admit that I have a problem with this. So it's not just you that I'm criticizing people in general. If I'm sharing something with you, if I'm sharing a creative project with you, right. There's a lot of fucking work that went into that fucking creative project. And your initial reaction should never be anger. It should never be mean. It should never be bad. Your initial reaction should be, Oh, cool. So good thing. Good, good thing. Good thing. Then, because from an empathetic perspective, you should know this is very sensitive. When you create something and you're putting it out in the world, most people never end up actually creating anything for this exact reason. So when you do create something and put it out there, other creative people should know immediately not to instantly shut it down. If you're sharing it like internally from a friend perspective, right? Your first reaction should be, oh, cool. Interesting. Interesting. Then get into as much fucking criticism as you want. Say this is this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, blah blah blah. But your first instantaneous reaction should always be support.
1: Okay. I want to, in my opinion, you, you kind of did two different things there because you talked about how I spoke to a listener by email. Okay. Okay. So and, can I connect them?
0: Yes. My connection is you're saying I don't have empathy for people. You should have empathy for another me or anybody, another creative person sharing something directly with you that they've put a ton of work into your first reaction should be, Oh cool. Let me see it. And then your second re- second reaction should be, uh, Oh, interesting idea. Then you get into the criticism. Then right. you say this thing sucks. This thing sucks. This thing sucks. But you, first of all, Shut it down before even looking at it, and then no, you, I don't
1: agree with that. I didn't well, shut anything all right, down. Not shut it down. I you, said you said
0: I don't want to talk about that for a full episode before even looking at it. Well, yeah, of course. Okay. Like,
1: so the I mean the whole issue with that is like there's nothing unreasonable about that. I'm just being honest about how to conduct the show. Right. Right. That's not anything connected to your project or or judgment based on it. It's just saying listen for the purpose of this show. Which was what we were talking about. You weren't like, hey, can you look at this and give me some feedback? Right. You said, I want to, you know, can we bring this in and talk about the show? And I just said, I don't want to talk about it for an hour, which is the impetus to go, you know, how do we talk about this in a way that's interesting? So right. do a little bit about it, you know, have it as part of a broader episode about dumb collabs sure. or stupid advertising. If, if we had Peter come on and talk about that generally, very interesting. But if it's just like you guys are going to talk about your website and that's it, eh. It's
0: not a website. It's it's honestly it's like what well, it is art, a website? It's an art. Pro- it yes. is a website, but it's like an art project. Well,
1: I'm just referring to it by its you know what it is. Yes,
0: got it. No, I I don't disagree with what you're saying. It was more again the common elements of just emotional courtesy that you refuse for some reason you refuse to just go through those motions. Like you refuse to just be like okay, like if you again I don't expect you to act like me. I don't expect everybody to act like me. Right. Unfortunately, I've gotten in trouble before because I do, and that's why I end up getting in fights with people. But if anyone ever sends me a project of theirs, whether it's a podcast, whether it's an anything... The first time, or sure, if it's the fifth time you've sent me your fucking album or or your music, and it's like, I, all right, I'm not into this, then I get it. Yeah. But if you're some friend of mine, if you, for example, ever sent me anything that you had ever worked on that you were coming out with, I know how hard it is to do that. So I would be like, oh, cool. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Here's, you know, interesting, you know, like, nice. Thanks for sharing, blah, blah, blah. Then. I would get into the criticism. Okay. Whereas it just felt like, to me, you were pissed off. You, you didn't even give it the time to... It was just like you were you almost keep saying like, uh, angry about it.
1: Uh, I wasn't... No, I think I was angry that you were like... You're not even looking at it. Yeah.
0: And, right. and for
1: something that had nothing to do with that.
0: Okay. Your turn. You can now diagnose me. Okay. Or, well, we we didn't get into the personality
1: Yeah. We can part. get into that. Okay. We okay. can tie these things in. But... Uh, I think you and I have very different ideas about the role of someone else with creative stuff that yeah. gets sent. I think that we just have completely opposite uh opinions about how one is supposed to react, and this is like a central problem, and again, I can't expect everyone to react the way that I do. Right, but the reason I'm questioning why you brought up this woman is like a listener writing in and telling us about her like personal drama and issues requires a very different response than talking about this other thing. So I don't think those are connected, and I think there's a weird thing that you're doing where you're claiming I speak to women differently than men. I,
0: well, it if goes a, back to the Bridget thing.
1: If a woman... But again, she wasn't sending me feedback on... uh, Like, I'm not sure what your point is. My point is, I, it thing.
0: seems to me that if Bridget was to send you something she had been working on, you would know intuitively... The empathetic thing to say, the empathetic things to do to make her feel comfortable. Well, first
1: of all, sharing with you. Bridget is not someone that I'm close to. She is not a collaborator in creative endeavors. She is like pretty much an acquaintance. Right. So, of course, my reaction to something that she says is different. Yeah. But the whole drama that happened with Bridget, if you recall, is that she made two different points. And one was that it was just a procedural thing. Hey, if you have somebody on who's sober, you might not right. want to be drinking, or you want to at least clarify with them if it's okay that you're drinking. And you took that as a personal attack on you, right? No. Yes. I think you did, because no. you said, oh, Isaac was drinking too much. But we were both drinking. I just had bitch-ass cider, so it looked like a little boy drinking apple juice yeah, over here.
0: Uh, well, okay. All right.
1: So you took that personally, but then her other thing was a com- uh, she had issues with a comment that you made. So we don't need to relitigate okay, that. We There's don't need to
0: re- relitigate this but just want- I'm just accusing you of a double standard. I'm accusing you. But, but I might be wrong. But, why don't, but, but tell it, me how here's you Here's why see you're wrong. It. It's because if I have a close
1: female friend who sends me creative work, my assumption is, if, if it's not released and done, that they want feedback. And what they don't want or don't need is me giving them a bunch of compliments. Like, I just don't Everybody
0: needs... In the first... The first things you should say, though, should not immediately be criticism. Isn't that
1: obvious? No. It's not obvious to me at all. Because Mm. the assumption that I think with people I'm close to... Like, you and I have a creative relationship. Yeah. So, my assumption is that you know that I respect the work that you do and your contributions and that you are good at things that you're doing. So... What I assume when you send me something is to go like, give me your unvarnished opinion. Give it to me now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's not what I'm saying. Well, when I'm sending you something, that I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying, Charles, take an immediate shit on this. I'm but it's not, not about that. taking
1: a shit. It's just about what your rea- what one's reaction is to something. Right? It, it because this is of- this is the problem I think you have is that you have a difficult time synthesizing criticism and feedback from people. Yeah, you don't know how to. Take it in and weigh it appropriately. Right. Now you could have sent that to me, and I said, you know, my perhaps shittily critical things, but gone like, you know what? He's a lay person. He's not an advertising.
0: I well, he, That is what I did. That you know, is right. who
1: gives. You know, I don't need to worry that much about it. But if that's the case, then you should be able to synthesize that information and and dismiss it.
0: I did. The, I did. I said, oh, whoops, Perfect. whoops. I said, okay, okay, never mind. I shouldn't have shared this with you. I shouldn't have shared it. That's why I was like, I was like, okay, I forgot. That you are not the person to... When something is like being nurtured into the world, you know, you're not necessarily the right person to share. Don't you want... Absolutely. Some kind of response? Oh, 100%. I, I want terrible criticism. Right. But it not immediately out of the gate because when it happens immediately out of the gate, it feels like, like, remember when I shared the podcast with my old Yeah, this is the Evan thing you Pfeiffer? keep
1: obsessing over. This is a point that I was going to bring up. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think about this Perfect. all the time because, no, our podcast actually ended up being, you know, marginally successful in my view, you know, sure. but in the very beginning, I shared it with this guy, this old friend of mine, who's also kind of like a writer type dude. Yeah. And his reaction was I, was almost fury. You're so upset about it that yeah, I remember still his remember. name. Yeah, yeah, I remember his <laughs> name too. And his reaction was like, "Honestly, dude, I can't even believe you sent this to me. Um, like, I can't even believe you would ask me to spend an hour on this trash. <laughs> like, I can't even believe it. Like, like this is just like I'm Good for offended him. that you would even ask me to listen to this. And this to is me, just fucking tiresome. Like, that reaction is so foreign. It's like a, it's so foreign from my own instinctive reaction to when somebody is sharing something with right. me. And I think it's because I come from a creative family, so it's like that's it's ingrained to me to understand what creative collaboration is about and being empathetic towards another creative person is all about supporting their project with its flaws first, right? And then you buy yourself the ability to give criticism, how right? close? At is At least this? that's my opinion. I understand that maybe you know that's not. But
1: correct. how close
0: is this guy? Like, why does this? He was pretty close. Why does this pretty bother close. you so
1: much? Like, what is the?
0: Because it feel, it feels like it feels like there's like an anger. It's it 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 feels like. It, first of all, it's upsetting because it creates so much doubt. You know, in me. Right. Which is very uncomfortable. And you don't want doubt when you're in the middle of trying to push something out. Right. Because it's just like that's not when you need you need criticism. You don't need doubt about the entire fucking project. But why does like,
1: that instill doubt in you? Like, that's the thing that's so puzzling it, it shouldn't. To me is like it why shouldn't.
0: it should in. Yeah, it shouldn't. It obviously shouldn't. But because it, it I does. hear, you know, people said shitty
1: thing have said shitty things to me about it in the past. And I just don't care. Like, it's so irrelevant to me because it'll be from somebody and they'll have this opinion. And I'm like, well, maybe this isn't for you. Like, it's not for everybody. And it just doesn't, like, stick in my brain as a, as a problem.
0: This guy was a creative collaborator of mine also. Okay. And you are also a creative collaborator of mine. And I view my creative collaborators in a very mob-like mentality. Right. Right? Like, I view the people that are close to me in that sense. It, it's so hard to get legs on fucking anything sure. that everybody around me, if I'm fucking trying to do that, what's good for me is good for you. You know, it's like if, if I have a fucking hit podcast, if I, if this, if this thing goes viral, if collab generator goes viral, that's great for you, Charles. And so what I don't understand is, or, or same thing with, if my podcast goes viral, old person that we're referring to, yes. that we were cl- collaborating creatively, that's fucking good for you. But So why, acting, why are... Because I, you're I, acting
1: like the criticism or somebody having a negative reaction to something means that they hope that it fails or that they don't have...
0: Because it's it's just like you should be empathetic to the sensitivity of releasing something like that of, of when you've put in hours and hours and hours it's irrelevant to
1: somebody else like that's yeah, the whole see, thing that's is, where we
0: that's where we differ. it's because- irrelevant
1: because somebody listening to it doesn't have all that context and frankly that context doesn't matter yeah because it's the product that they're looking at they're not watching you do all that extra shit that's just meaningless yeah that's like when people respond to a negative review of a movie. And they're like, oh, but it put all these hours and it has all these
0: social justice yeah, which issues. Is retarded And it's like, say. that has that's nothing true.
1: to do with the experience of the person yeah, right, listening right. to it.
0: But so. that's a different relationship, though. See, that is a different relationship. Well, yeah, but I would not if, be I upset. Made, if I
1: made a feature film and, I, and one of my friends hated it and they didn't tell me,
0: I would be upset. It's not about not saying... If, if you made a feature film and I hated it, yeah. I wouldn't... The first thing I wouldn't say, I wouldn't just walk up to you and be like, especially before it was even released... I wouldn't just be like, this is terrible. I would hope that you would. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say gently, because I have empathy for you as a creator, I would say, hey, uh, here's some really interesting things about this. Here's some great strengths of it. But overall, I think it really needs work in this way, in this way, and this way. It's just the way. It's not about the things you say. It's about the way you say it in that sensitive environment. Now... I also think most of our listeners will probably agree with you, and and that I'm just a sensitive pussy. And well, I am, yeah. I am a sensitive. I pussy. think the
1: issue is not that you're a sensitive pussy. You work in <laughs> advertising; you have people critiquing your work all the time. And this is not like you're not some wilting flower, but you do. I just read Ray Dalio's principles, and one thing he talks about is not squeezing the dots. And dots are data points that right. you receive, right? Squeezing the, squeezing dots. the dots is is getting too much information from a data point and taking too much out of it. Yeah, And I think the problem that you often have, and this has been a repeated thing, is that you get feedback and you let it get into your head in a way that's not healthy for feedback to live. Because... You're right. You're right. Somebody will tell you one thing, and it's just one person who says it. You'll have some friend who makes an offhanded comment about podcast or whatever, and you'll obsess over it and you'll you'll be like oh we have to do this cuz one random person one time said yeah, this thing to me thing. and it's like no you have to as my opinion is as a creative person you have to be able to take the blast furnace of negative oh, feedback oh totally of course and you. be okay with whatever it is and underst- and weigh it appropriately
0: i guess i have issues my problem is not negative feedback from everyone in fact that is I, is, you know, that I am, I can easily, right? I can easily change random feedback from a crazy person, right? I can easily, ch- or not a crazy person, from a random person, I can easily tr- transfer that per Michael Jordan, as our last episode discussed, into fuel, to fuel better, getting better, getting better, getting better, right? Yes. The problem that I've always had, and this is, a repeated problem in my life. It really is. Is people who are like in my, who I view as like in my circle. Yeah. When they are not supportive, it drives me nuts because it makes me doubt everything I do. It but makes me, it makes me feel like they're out there saying, thinking, man, all the shit Isaac sends me just fucking sucks and I'm so sick of it. And, you know, it's like, there's like a silence there that is just like, I just don't understand it. And so it's always really bothered me because anytime a creative person is around me and they're doing something, I'm just like, Hey, if they fucking kill it, if they get big on this creative endeavor that they're doing, that's fucking good for me. And I, it's good for them. And there's plenty of it to go around. Whereas I feel like it's like, that feedback sometimes from you and everybody, it's like the, The non support feels like.
1: Well, you're taking as non support something that I don't even think is non support because you're assuming that somebody saying something to you that's maybe honest and negative and maybe not couched with enough like sandwich stuff. I mean, some of this is just basic like misfirings of
0: sandwich stuff. I think that's true. I think this instance definitely is a sandwich Um, stuff. (laughs) sandwich stuff
1: stuff. so you need you need the sandwich more but i i still think regardless of the presence of the sandwich you have to you're not you're weighing the opinions of people close to you very heavily and sometimes you have to be able yeah like you, you have one friend of yours that was complaining to you they're like oh you guys need more structure so you decided you took from that like we have to have structure all the time Instead well, of, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. You, the, one of your friends said, like, the show is unstructured. It needs more structure. And you're like, we have to have more structure. <laughs> you know, he really liked the hot takes episode. We need to do everything like that. Uh, yeah, and yeah. that's like an over application because it's like, well, no, most people who listen aren't looking for the structure. Yeah. Like, that's not the, that's an over squeezed dot. Oversqueezed. Dot, as Ray right. Dalio would say. So you can take that in and go, we should do occasionally more structured episodes. All right. But. And I think he told me later that you got upset with him when he said that. Because he was like, yeah, Isaac reacted all angrily. And I was like, well, this is hilarious because not only are you like reacting negatively, but you're also applying the criticism.
0: Well, it's like this type of sensitivity is, is a, it's, it's good and bad. I mean, it's like the sensitivity is what helps make good creative. It helps drive me the fury over these dots helps drive me, you know, like in the Jordan sense where Jordan will remember some one thing some critic said yeah. and it'll drive him to win win great win to win win. Yeah, resentment. it's great, right? It's great to be fueled by by resentment, exactly, yes. and I am. <laughs> um boy, am I ever. It's just the the lesson from Jordan is to transfer it all into being better forever instead of and then say, hey, you know, fuck you. Not to let it shake my entire confidence of everything i'm doing which i do allow to happen sometimes
1: yeah i mean you, when you're being a creative the it's reason very
0: hard to create shit though man it's I, very hard to i do
1: understand it. that but you still have to believe enough in what you're doing right. that the snipes or the side comments or whatever you gotta just let it roll off yeah, yeah. i had the, i mean i've had this experience i i just don't get upset by criticism of stuff that i've made i don't know if it's just because i've separated from it entirely, you know. I mean, film school was brutal for that reason. Yeah. I don't know if it's just my personality, but I'm just used to people shitting on something that I've made, and I don't look at it personally. I think I take criticisms of me more personally than I should. Right. But in typical avoidant fashion. But uh, criticism of stuff I've made, I'm totally disconnected from. Right. And I've had these experiences similarly with people um, where it's not necessarily me doing it, but where I've had to ex- something that seems totally logical to me in terms of how you react to stuff just doesn't make sense. I helped a guy adapt his book into a screenplay once, and I sent it out for like freelance readers to look at it, you know people that work in development and stuff, and they give notes and we got these notes back and they were brutal and this guy I remember this, yeah. th- this guy's like, you know what are their qualifications and I was like, it doesn't matter like this is but- this is just a response to what you've done okay. and i understand there's difference because these are close people to you versus like randos uh listening to your stuff or reading it
0: well isn't there a part of you though and this is a question for you exactly and some yes. of these people around who enjoys taking a shit on like the creative dreams of somebody like that who's the guy who sent you the screenplay no but i helped him with the screenplay
1: you helped. I helped write him it. adapt it. I see. Okay. So no, I didn't take pleasure in that. I took pleasure in him experiencing what it's like to have strangers read your stuff because I think this guy was very insular. And uh, it's
0: a tough line. It's a tough line because it. In some ways, I do take a little bit of the Scientology approach where it's like. <laughs> Sometimes you do have to cut out the negative noise because it can drag you down too much, especially yes. for a sensitive person like me. It's like I, I do have to sometimes get away. Sometimes there are people around who, you know, uh, do want to see you maybe not fail, but they definitely don't want to see you succeed. This is the you know hater's I mean? going to hate. Well, it's like, okay, you know, how, you know how in alcoholism, like a big thing that they say in Alcoholics Anonymous is sometimes the people that are closest to you are actually, and, and the most worried about your alcoholism, yeah. are actually enabling you the most because they like playing the role of person who has an alcoholic son, husband, yeah. brother. They like, because it makes them feel better about themselves. They're helping you right? all they're, the time. Right, they're helping Munchausen you. Munchausen by proxy. Exactly, and, like, and I've had friends around me who have problems with substance abuse, and I catch myself falling into that all the time because it lets me off the hook. Mm. It's like, oh, well, I'm clearly not alcoholic if other... Person is way worse. So I indulge in it. You know, it's like I indulge in them. And in in a way, when they start getting better, there's a part of me that's very happy. And then there's a part of me that's kind of like, oh, dang.
1: You know, like, (laughs) oh, they,
0: you know, they, they, now I'm the problem, you know? And I do feel like in the creative zone, like that guy who said that very mean thing about our podcast, there was something about it where it was like, you really don't want this to be, you like, don't want this to be uh, successful. Like there's something about, what I'm doing that you don't not you, I'm talking yeah, to this talking guy, this guy, uh, like you don't want to give me positive. Like you don't want to give me support because actually if I were to succeed, that would piss you off. You know Maybe. I mean, I mean and some you want to cut those people out, man, people, because those people will get in your fucking head. Some people are resentful. Yeah, right. For sure. Exactly. But and that's al- what I'm, that, I think that's the fundamental basis of what I'm responding. But to. you also have to
1: understand that like some of that is work that you have to do. Right, you have to be able to identify immediately the value of someone's opinion, right, and and judge it appropriately based on that. And I think you have a problem doing that. So you, you get feedback, and it bothers you so much. And I mean, you know, maybe again, I'm very shitty in the way that I say things or write things. So I'm sure this is partly my fault. But you know, to me, I'm like it's already assumed that I value everything that you do. Yeah. And you don't need me to say that. Because it's... You know, we have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't start another podcast without you. Like, I value your contribution significantly. Yeah. So, my internal thing is like, he knows. He knows that I'm supportive. Right. He just needs someone on the outside to say, hey, this... I'm not understanding this spin result. This doesn't make any sense. I
0: always... I always know you're going to provide that (laughs) perspective. It's funny. My dad, my dad is very much, uh, on your side of things. He has that same reaction, um, to, to things. He actually sent me a quote because this, we're always arguing. He sent me a quote recently that was, um, this I recognize as unique and outstanding among my faults, the habit which I persist in of preferring to say above all things what I know to be displeasing to the ears of my hearers. <laughs> I am aware of this, yet I keep it up willfully, in no way ignorant of how many enemies it makes for me. So strongly are our natures fettered to standing habits. Girolamo Cardano, The Book of My Life, 1575. Wow. So there are people out there that are like that, you know, and my dad is definitely, you know, he has, he's a great critic and he's really supportive. And when he likes something, it makes me feel really good because I know he actually likes it, right? Right. Because I know he's not going to bullshit me, you know, and he's generally going to go on the side of saying the negative, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being the negative person. I'm like that in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, I've had to learn to not be because to be a professional creative collaborator, you have to be very sunshiny all the time. I, I think
1: I think we needed trade dads. Too bad mine is not a lie. How <laughs> yeah, yours? Is... My 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 dad was like he was always accusing me of being negative. Yeah, he's rah, like you're rah. so negative. Right, you're negative. All that everything's a criticism with you.
0: Because sometimes. It, I, you again, need my dad
1: and I need yours.
0: Right. When it's people are close to you, you need a cheerleader sometimes. You yeah. know, like, like, and, and my initial reaction genuinely is to cheerlead first, then criticize. Right. You know, even though, you know, a lot of times I don't like what people are, are sharing. Anyway, what, before this has gone on too long, anyway, very self-indulgent.
1: But what, yeah, what,
0: what personality disorder were you going to give me? I
1: mean, that's obvious, right? Do, do which, I need to say it? No. You guess. Guess which one I think. Borderline. No.
0: That, that's funny. That's what, okay, narcissist. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's partially because of the empathy thing, you know, I accuse you of not having empathy, and the fragile ego right. of the narcissist, yeah, right, right. where there's like any kind of... Should we read the that, DSM? You should read the DSM. Anything that punctures one's self-assessment as a narcissist of being better than everyone else immediately causes a negative reaction.
0: So... When I, I'll, I'll be perfectly transparent. I, uh, when I was studying for the LSATs, I needed some Adderall. So I went to a very fancy, I had great health insurance cause I was working at the DA's office in New York. So I went to an extremely fancy psychiatrist in, uh, Soho, New York. This is like, you know, psychiatrist to the stars type of guy. Cause you know, again, I had like amazing insurance. So I just went to like the best place. And, uh, I sat down for two seconds, and the first thing he said is, "I want you to go home and Wikipedia for narcissistic personality disorder and come back." <laughs> and oh, by the way, here's seven pounds of Adderall, which he just immediately gave me. Um, so I hear you, I hear you with this thing. That being said, I do think that um, I've shifted more in terms of my personality disorder from narcissistic to maybe a little more borderline.
1: Mm. What's the difference?
0: Well, uh, okay. You want to read read the read the the way the DSM works, just so everybody knows, in terms of diagnosing personality. This disorders. is from DSM
1: four. Yeah. I don't know if so that it's
0: probably slightly old, because yeah, I think we're on DSM five. Yeah. We're on but DSM 5. is the diagnostic. It's basically the psychology psychiatry book that tells you which disorder yeah. you have, and they they always list criteria. And it's like if you have four or more of this criteria, you have this disease, mm-hmm. right? And I don't believe in any of this shit, obviously. I think personality disorders are the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. I mean, I think they're a good way of like describing different personalities, but yeah. I don't think they're disorders. Yeah, um, disorder, I mean, yeah. some people function fine with these exactly. things. Exactly. I think it's I mean, total horseshit.
1: May, might negatively affect other people. Right.
0: So per, one of them is narcissistic personality disorder. So the, the way... Here, do you want you to read the...
1: Do you want me to read the qualifications or the whole description? That's uh, A pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior, need for admiration, and lack of empathy, beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts, is indicated by five or more of the following. One, has a grandiose sense of self-importance, e.g. exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements. Two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Who, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Seems weird. Uh, Believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. Requires excessive admiration. Has a sense of entitlement, i.e. unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. Is interpersonally exploitative takes advantage of others to achieve his or her ends. Do you do that? I don't think you do that.
0: I don't have that one.
1: Lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others, is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her shows arrogant haughty behavior haughty. or, atti- or haughty. attitudes
0: haughtiness
1: haughtiness haughtiness
0: is a bit The word problem.
1: haughty is very haughty.
0: Yeah, I mean for me I would say most of these is just the description of a mentally healthy person Who <laughs> somebody lives in with LA, confidence. Yeah.
1: The average Angelino.
0: I mean the lacking empathy is not good, the exploitation is not good, uh entitlement is definitely not good. You know I don't believe in that. <laughs> um I don't think I I think as an only child, I definitely was this, you know, before the cast, you know, before you get shit on so hard by the world. But yeah. I think the world has shit on me very harshly and it's made me a much less narcissistic person. As, as it does for everybody. Yeah. Really. But I'm just sens- mean you know. With the blast furnace. I definitely do have an issue, though, with, uh, again, I think maybe it's a little more borderline. I think it's morphed from narcissism mm. to borderlineism, which is borderline is kind of like, um, uh, Everybody's crazy
1: girlfriend is always described as yeah,
0: it's like people who um, everything's very black and white. You know, it's either you're in or you're out, Uh and it's like if you're out, you're evil. If you're in, you're the greatest. Um, Although borderline people are like cutters, which I'm so like not a cutter type. Right. Um. Anyway, let me do yours. Uh, You're avoidant. avoidant. I put I put it in the doc. It refers to a widespread pattern of inhibition around people, feeling inadequate and being very sensitive to negative evaluation. Symptoms begin by early adulthood and occur in a range of situations. Hey, I don't do (laughs) this! Fuck you! Four four specific symptoms should be present. Four of seven specific symptoms should be present, which are the following. Avoids occupational activities that involve significant interpersonal contact because of fears of criticism, disapproval, or rejection. Is unwilling to get involved with people unless certain of being liked shows restraint within intimate relationships because of fear of being shamed or ridiculed is preoccupied with being criticized or rejected in social situations is inhibited in new interpersonal situations because of feelings of inadequacy views self of socially inept personally unappealing or inferior to others. Is you usually reluctant? Unusually, to, unusually reluctant to take personal risk to engage in any new activities because they may prove embarrassing. What do you think? Is that, mm. Charles? Is um, that Charles?
1: Some I don't. Uh, the last one is definitely the case. Is unusually reluctant to take personal risk or engage in any new activities. This is they a may thing. Prove embarrassing. This is a thing that my mom and dad were very critical of when I was a kid. You didn't like to do news. I stuff. don't like risks. Yes, yeah, new yeah. stuff is scary. And that is the case sometimes, although most of the time I always enjoy doing the new yeah. thing once I get over the, th-
0: right. the you hump do, of it. Do, again, I don't believe in these at all. I don't think these are disorders. I think these are basically just descriptions of different pers- people's sure. personalities. But I will say that sometimes it seems like you don't like to, uh, You don't particularly with guys, you don't like to Um, just be nice in a very basic way because you're afraid of like being judged or what, being rejected.
1: What nice what guys am I not nice to?
0: Just in general, I feel like you're very. You start off the bat very cold, very like. I mean, you know how you are in social situations. I do. You like go stand by yourself and like don't talk to anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's your vibe. Some of that. Uh, the, some Again, of, I don't think you have a disorder at all. Actually, I'm not saying. No, I'm, I'm just
1: saying I, I am very cold when people when I meet people for the first time. Yeah. Um, and that's just. At this point, it's just not going to be something I I can stop. I think it's with men and women. I don't think that I'm like discriminate by gender based on that. I think that it is correct that in this setting, when we have women that are new who come, I tend to be very solicitous of their comfort because to some extent, I am sensitive to the fact that a woman is in here with two guys. She doesn't know. She's in a stranger's apartment. That's like kind of a different context for a man versus a woman. So maybe I err on the side of too solicitous. But well, I think
0: you have a sister. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with sure. you have a sister. I mean, yeah. it's just that makes you better at it. I have a, and
1: I I feel like once, I I think the problem that we have as a show is that for whatever reason, it's hard to get over that hump where women always feel comfortable. I feel like a lot of women that come in here are a little uncomfortable. And the only one that is comfortable is Heather,
0: because Heather just does not give a fuck. Because at she
1: all. truly is just doesn't. She has no problem being quote one of the guys. Not yeah. that that's the thing, but she, you know she has no. She understands that we're not like objectifying her or like exploiting her sexually or any of that. Whereas if
0: my Heather's, Heather exploits me sexually, yeah, Heather that's is what Heather is the exploiter. Heavy petting from Heather. <laughs> she does love
1: to touch, and. I think that maybe I feel, perhaps incorrectly, that women might feel that way. So I, maybe I tread too lightly because I think I don't you're let them in. right.
0: I think you're 100% correct. Right. I just think uh, you don't have that part of yourself that understands that guys also need those things, but in like a different way. Sure. You know what I mean? And so that's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Should I be more sensitive to men?
0: I think so. Okay. I think I think you should give them a little bit more of a chance sometimes.
1: Who, who do you think I haven't given a chance? Who have I been like?
0: I just think you're. Who's you, been talking out of school? You see them very like. You just don't care. You're just like, if, you know, I, I'm not gonna spend the effort. You okay. know. Whereas with women, I feel like you make the effort a right. little bit. Whereas with the guys, you're like, I have no interest in making any effort in in this way.
1: Speaking of diagnoses, yeah. From experienced people my sister for a long time was a social worker and she worked with teenagers who had emotional uh, development issues uh, psychological problems blah 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 yeah. and i one time i asked her offhandedly i was like do you think i'm on the autism spectrum she worked with a lot of autistic kids <laughs> and she goes yes 100%. <laughs> <laughs> she goes she goes i think that the reason i'm able to work with autistic people is because of my experience with you and i was like fascinating <laughs> That's not an official diagnosis. She's not a doctor. And you
0: started shaking and, and screaming. <laughs> yeah. I started slamming yeah, yeah. my fists against my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is what
1: happens when you have two damaged people. Um
0: everybody's fucking damaged. That's why I hate these di- disorder things because it's like give me a fucking break. Wait, wait, go to can you go to the Google doc? There's one there's one like language here which is just so f- brazenly like an enduring
1: pattern of inner experience and behavior that deviates markedly from the expectations of the individual's culture
0: yeah this is what so this is a part of your diagnosis as somebody who is has a disorder a enduring pat and enduring pattern of inner experience and behavior that deviates markedly from the expectations of the individual's culture like what the fuck kind of like communist brainwashing shit is that it's like Oh, your expectations differ from the norm? You must have a disorder. Like, that's so fucked up.
1: Well, I think it's not your expectations. It's the culture's expectations. Right. Of how somebody yeah. behaves, right? Like, a, a person here in America does this. So, your behavior is different than what people would expect from Yeah,
0: someone. but it's like... <laughs>
1: But that's not a that's not a bad definition. I think you're overreading. But it does say an enduring
0: pattern of inner experience. It says inner experience, which leads to me. It's like you're having bad thoughts. Like, well, no, it's just that like. This is what we're
1: talking about. Your inner experience about how somebody's supposed to talk to you or give you criticism right, is, wrong is different. From the world or my sure, or sure. my behavior towards you is different than your expectations. Like who, you know, who's wrong? But
0: that's called having a fucking personality. It's called like being a unique individual yeah. and like having your own. Well they say deviates
1: thoughts. markedly. Not,
0: not oh, like oh, s- markedly. Not like slightly. My fucking thoughts definitely deviate markedly from what I'm supposed to be fucking thinking. I'm happy about it. I'm a
1: man. I like men. Um. So, so listeners, why don't you write in and let us know what you think, who has personality defects and what they are. Okay. And I will uh, read those emails with Discord chats. Cool. You want to plug your website again?
0: Oh, yes. Everybody. And please put this in the notes of the episode as well com. Check it out Tell me what you think It's already on the top Of a subreddit So we're We're doing well Despite what Charles Charles hates it <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding uh, uh, That's it bye. Okay, bye You want a daddy To take your panties off That's right
1: you want a daddy to take your panties off you can contact us in a variety of ways you can email us at not a huge fan podcast at gmail.com you can join our forum which is nahf.boards.net make a username and you'll get sometimes interesting posts there
0: it's deliciously early internet yes
1: it's really horrible forum yeah you can call us on our voicemail line, which is 213 262 9544. And as always, please rate and subscribe to us on your preferred platform. Or if your preferred podcast platform doesn't have ratings, rate us on Apple Podcasts. That's the best one to do it at.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. My email is on there, it's my copywriting portfolio site. Um, although there is mention of the podcast on there as well. Um, And I've got a new project that I'd love for you to check out, which is called collabgenerator.com, C-O-L-L-A-B generator.com. It's sort of a art project that makes fun of the lack of creativity in the branding industries uh, or the marketing industries. So um, give that a check out. And yeah, you can find my email on... Um, my website, if you want to email me personally,
1: <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter on my dog shit Twitter account, which is at Funzeroni. And all my social media is at Funzeroni when I reactivate it. I think Instagram is currently down, but it might go back up again. And uh, yeah, that's it. Bye.
0: Bye.